Hello. <laughs> I'm Daniel, and I have a whole lot to say about this year's trip. Um, but first, I put together a presentation of a whole bunch of photos that I like that should be on the computer of some of our friends at the audiovisual team. So if you could pull up the first one. Right, I can kind of see it, so. But that should be us before we left. And on that day, as we were preparing to head out, I guess I would describe my mood as cautiously optimistic. There was a lot of reasons to be excited for this year's mission trip. Uh, this was the furthest I had gone from home for a trip, for a mission trip since my freshman year. So it was nice to see a new part of the world again outside of my home state. And I've always had fun doing these trips in the past. But this year, there was a couple reasons I was a little bit concerned. Uh, we had such a small group this year, and I was the only senior, so I was a little bit worried about how I would act as the leader in this group. And to add to that anticipation, we were told in advance that there would be another uh, youth group from a different church in Ann Arbor coming, joining us this year. And we, going in with our theme of one God, one earth, one connection, we made a sort of pledge to really try to get to know and connect with this group and make friendships that would last us. And while I think my social skills have improved a lot since I first joined the youth group, I still had some doubts as to whether I would be able to make our groups work together. So when we left for Milwaukee, I had some of these thoughts nagging my mind. And among them, above all, I had felt that this was going to be with being away from home and with meeting so many new people. This would be a sort of test run for life at college, which for me was coming up quite quick. So I didn't quite know how it was going to go at that point, and I was a little bit nervous as we left. And of course, no sooner than we got there, as you may have heard from Jack Reflection, I was thrust into my first real uh, responsibility as senior, as the organizers there from Leader Trucks came to us and said that they needed a student leader to volunteer to cook dinner that night. So the Ann Arbor group hadn't shown up yet, and being the senior, I was sort of the natural choice. And so this was definitely a new experience for me. I didn't have a lot of experience cooking. And so what followed was a rather frantic preparation of pizza, salad, and brownies. Um, and even though we ended up running a few minutes late, I think uh, the food turned out really well, and we also got some good experience that I will definitely use in college. And then, as we were cooking dinner, the other group arrived, and our first real words to them were spoken as we prayed before eating dinner. We immediately noticed that the group was quite a bit bigger than ours, having eight students as opposed to our three, and it had four other seniors, which we got to know after dinner as we started with uh, icebreakers. And one of them was a girl named Ella, and she came right out the gate with very insightful and thought-provoking questions such as, what is your spirit vegetable? <laughs> now, I joke, but later that night we began our Bible study of the book of James, and I could instantly tell that she was someone who cares and thinks very deeply about everything in our world and everything we discussed. The Ann Arbor group was also uh, the people who introduced us to the message translation of the Bible, which is the one that you heard me read from just a few minutes ago. And 
Ella's bravery in sharing her thoughts and ideas definitely inspired me to be more open about what I was thinking about our reading. And maybe a little too much so, because sometimes it felt like we were the only two people talking and not many other people were getting a chance. So. But nonetheless, as I went to sleep that night, I kind of knew that this was someone that I could make a connection with. So, and if we could see the next photo in the slide. <laughs> we might be ahead one, can you go back? On sig? Okay. Other direction. Yes. Okay, I think that's the one. If we are standing next to a big building in the shade, Ella should be right behind me with dyed hair. That's her. And so as we got to work on Monday, uh, there was many shoe-related tasks. We began at Souls for Jesus, which was an organization that donates shoes to people in need in Africa. And we, our job was to sort through shoes to look for pairs that donated pairs that were suitable for uh, being shipped. So shoes that were in good condition and shoes that could be walked on. And this, um, we learned, here we learned of all kinds of realities that have been faced by people living in Africa, many people who don't have shoes and have to walk long distances barefoot. And we were, of course, very happy to send aid to those needed all around the world. But there was also an underserved community right under our feet in Milwaukee. So after leaving Souls for Jesus, we traveled to the Milwaukee Rescue Mission, which was a local homeless shelter that provided resources, including you know, clothes, food, and shelter to uh, homeless people, people fleeing abusive situations and the like, right in Milwaukee itself. They too had many donated shoes, which we were sorting through for their women's shelter. Uh, on that day, we learned to use lots of our different leadership styles and use our unique sets of skills to cooperate and build an efficient system for getting through shoes and do lots of good for people in need. That night, I also got to know some more new faces as Jack, Connor, and I played basketball with Zane, Ryan, and Charlie from the Ann Arbor group. And on Tuesday, we began what was probably my favorite project of the week, which was all the gardening. That's what you can see where we were pictured there. And there was, we went, was this, what's called an urban farm in the area. And basically, we had been told that Milwaukee was an area that had what was called food deserts. And there in the city, it can be very difficult for people to find fresh food. So while corner stores and gas stations to buy snacks and such are abundant, fresh food can be difficult to come by. So we worked with this farm to plant different kinds of vegetables and herbs to better uh, provide the needs of that community. And we all had fun, of course, getting our hands dirty with outdoor work, something that reminded me of some of our work in previous years. And this is where I talked more with Ella and another senior named Sally. We talked about our college plans, and Ella told me that she also knows someone who had gone to my choice of university, Michigan Tech. She described him as very antisocial, which I thought checked out for an engineering student. <laughs> so can we see the next slide? Yes, that was from Wednesday, which we called our Urban Adventure Day. That was when uh, the organized leader trucks basically turned us loose in downtown Milwaukee and gave us a whole list of places to go and activities to do with a sort of scavenger hunt. And let me just say that I had no idea I could walk so far in one day. 
all on foot. We traveled all around the city to all sorts of different locations, and it basically turned into Ella, myself, and the two adult leaders that were with our group, struggling to keep up with Zane and Charlie as they insisted that we could make it to just a few more locations before our time limit. In the end, we somehow came in second place to Sally's group, but I was just happy to be able to sit down. <laughs> and in the next photo, uh, we headed to the beach to cool off, and there we began our kind of game activity. This was interesting because we had to shout directions to our partner, who was blindfolded, to lead them across this whole field of pool noodle minefields, or mines, landmines. We all learned something about how difficult it can be to listen for God's voice in our lives, just like it was pretty difficult to hear your partner over everyone shouting directions all at once. In the end, though, we all amazingly managed to make it across. And I also learned that day, while we were playing Ultimate Frisbee on the beach, that Brad can diagnose concussions. <laughs> I suffered a bit of a collision with Ryan, but luckily I didn't feel any bad headaches or brain fog, so I was okay to go back to work the next day. And so on the next slide, you'll see that we began Thursday at the Salvation Army, where we helped put together meals, including sandwiches, chips, cheese sticks, and all sorts of other good stuff to be sent to people around the city. We worked together and got an assembly line system for putting all the food together and packing them into boxes. And once we did that, the work went by pretty quickly. My job was tying the bags shut as the meals had been put in and packing them into the crates we sent off. And we were able to fill all of the crates they gave us in that time that we were there, which I think shows that we had a really good attitude about our work and everyone there had just a good system. And I'm really thankful for the people I was able to work with. And that was the sort of end of the sort of product that I think we had planned. But a couple of unique things happened. First, we found several churches near where we were staying that also needed some help. And we could tell that God was sort of calling on us to make a difference beyond what we had planned to do. So I and a couple other people went along to a place called Invisible Reality Ministries. And their building had recently suffered some water damage before we were there. And my job, there I and Sally volunteered to scrub the floors of a room that was currently being refurbished. And I could really tell we were both dedicated to the project we were working on there, because I don't think we spoke two words to each other the entire time we were in that room. But even just by being in the same space and working together, I could feel the connection between us was deepening. And I really can't complain about doing some extra work, because after we finished there, we took what was probably my favorite photo of the entire trip. So if you could pull that one up. <laughs> so at this point, I really don't think I had any reason to be worried about making new friends. <laughs> and on Friday, if you could send up the next photo, our second sort of unique consequence happened in which the Milwaukee Rescue Mission, who we, if you remember, helped sorting shoes the very first day on Monday, they contacted us again and asked if we would be willing to work through some more of their donations. And we were happy to, and this time, and we had the privilege of sorting through leggings and, as I think you heard Jack describe, women's underwear. So this might have been unpleasant other any time. I remember everyone in the room was just smiling and laughing the whole time while we were flinging around women's underwear. And I think that's because <laughs> of the bonds and connections that we made during that 
week and the good attitude that we all had there. And so after we finished that, in the next photo, we began our outdoor adventure in which we kayaked along the river that traveled right through the heart of the city. One thing I'll never forget there is rolling right under the bridge at the same time the train was going over it or seeing a drawbridge open and close right from the water below. And I'm thankful that I got to experience all kinds of new things on this trip and all in the company of new and old friends. And that night, in the next photo, you'll see that we went to a restaurant where Brad, Charlie, and I shared all about our favorite video games and where it took a lot of teamwork to finish Connor's rib when he ordered a full rack. As our time together was coming to a close, I felt glad to have gone on this mission trip and to have met and helped so many amazing people. And as a tradition, the last night of the trip was senior night, and everyone got together to share words of life, hope, and encouragement to all the seniors. Before bed, the other seniors and I served communion, which is the next photo. And while that gluten-free tortilla bread that we had used was not the best I've ever had, I was thankful to share one more meal with everyone there and thankful for all the good work we were able to do that week. While we parted ways with the Ann Arbor group on Saturday, I don't think I'll ever forget the people that I met on that trip. So on the drive back, we made one last stop in Chicago to visit the Shed Aquarium, which should be, yeah. <laughs> there we got to see many of God's creatures of the sea, ranging in habitats from the deep ocean to the Great Lakes. We even watched a 3D movie about sharks with all these crazy seats that would like shake and splash us with water to get the real experience. And I really liked that aquarium. I always loved learning new things like that. At that time, I think we were all kind of ready to return home and get back into the groove of normal life. So our very last photo is us returning home. And all in all, I think that the mission trips I've been on have been a really important part of the last four years of my life. When I first joined the youth group, I found it really difficult uh, to open up to everyone, and I had a difficult time making friends with even people I already knew that were in the group. But by spending time with God and with the group, I've definitely come a long way from where I was freshman year. I don't think I would really be the person I am today without these kind of experiences. I arrived home on Saturday feeling fulfilled and refreshed, and I think while the future can seem uncertain at times, I definitely feel ready for whatever God has in store for me next. I'd like to thank Kate and Brad, as well as all the other adults that had been a part of this journey. And of course, I want to give thanks to God and to all of you for making this opportunity for me possible. Thank you. So in the late summer, early fall of 2019, I sat down with the then soon-to-be seniors of the class of 2020 and asked, hey, I've got some ideas on mission trip. This is what we've got before us. Which of these trips would you like to do? To which they said, let's do Milwaukee. That sounds great. So went ahead and got together with this group called Leader Treks that set us up with this trip in Milwaukee. And then I probably don't have to explain further, but 2020 came along and threw us all completely off course. So the kind thing with leader treks is they actually gave us about 24 months in which to use the money 
that we had already placed on deposit with them for the trip. 2021, things were still a little precarious. I wasn't real interested in trying to plan a trip far away from home because um, usually I am already in the process of planning for next summer's mission trip. So it's, it's a process. So um, I was like, we're going to do something else in 2021, and then hopefully we will be able to get to Milwaukee in the summer of 2022. Well, things changed quite a bit, of course, as you know, with COVID and the trip that I had committed to in 2019 uh, had us committed to 15 or 17 slots on the trip, and that's a lot of money. And just with the, again, the changing landscape of all things church and youth ministry and just kind of seeing the numbers that we had of, of youth kids, I was really concerned and wasn't sure how to be good stewards of all this money that we had already given to leader trucks to have this trip. But God has always a way, right? God always inserts himself into situations to make sure things happen the way that he wants them to happen. So it just so happens that this past year I have been playing uh, indoor soccer with uh, 30 and over women in Canton and um, an old friend of mine from my past and actually from Rosedale's past as well came into my life again, uh, Darcy Crane. Some of you may recognize that name. Um, she's in her late 30s, I believe, and she spent her last two years of high school here at Rosedale in the youth ministry program. I have known Darcy our whole, my whole life. Uh, she grew up at St. Paul's before coming to Rosedale, and um, though we were never in youth group together because we're just that far apart in age, um, but I always knew who she was. I grew up with her brothers and knew her family well, so it was just kind of cool that our paths had crossed again, and Darcy is a pastor in Ann Arbor at the First Congregational Church in Ann Arbor. She ended up being on the soccer team with me, so it was really cool. And so on Sundays, we're getting ready to play, and this one day, she was just like, she's like, I think it was about February, she's like, oh my gosh, I still don't have mission trip ready for my kids. What are you guys doing this summer? And I said, you're going with us. <laughs> I've got all these spaces. She also has kind of a smaller youth group as well, and it's kind of difficult to start planning a mission trip in, in the winter because it's, it's a process. So it was perfect. The stars aligned. Again, God had his way with us. So we got together with the Ann Arbor group and unfortunately never had a chance to, to meet them before the trip. Darcy and I had tried a couple times to see if we could get our schedules to coordinate, but it just wasn't working out. So about a month before the trip, uh, sat down with the guys. We got ourselves some Bates burgers and hung out over in Mies Park, and we started chit-chatting and talking about the trip. And, I had, and they had already known that we were going with another group, but we were starting to talk about that further. And what does that mean? What does that look like? How do you guys feel about this? What is that going to, to look like? And, and as they already shared with you, they were, they were a little uneasy, but they were also super open to the idea. They were really excited about meeting new groups of people, but still, you know, when, when, when people come together, when teenagers come together, you never know what that, what that mix is going to look like. So there was definitely a little anxiety there. So the scripture passage that I had just read from Galatians, that's Daniel's choosing. 
I typically have my seniors pick a lot of stuff. They do the design of the t-shirts the and they pick the colors and we did the banner amazingly and, and Daniel also picked. I said, Daniel, what's your favorite scripture passage? And he said, oh, it's this one from Galatians where neither Jew nor Greek nor free nor slave. And I thought that was awesome. So we discussed the scripture passage a little bit more that day with our Bates Burgers. <laughs> And they came up with this theme, taking that scripture passage and also taking a look at this trip and what was in store for them. And they came up with the idea of one God, one earth, one connection. And these boys went into this trip with just an amazing attitude of openness, saying, yep, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this. It's going to be a great trip. We're going to get to know these new kids. And again, God had his way with everything as he brought these kids together literally almost the first night that we were uh, on campus with them. And you heard all the amazing stories that these gentlemen just shared with you and the ways in which God worked in their life throughout the week, the way that God worked with them in their relationships. Now, I know that Rosedale has an absolutely incredible history of youth ministry and uh, caravans. And I know that it might be hard for some of us to look up in the chancel and see only three kids on this trip. And believe me, there's nobody who hurts more about that than I do. But let's be quite honest, you know, COVID has done a number on all of us, right? In a number of ways. And it's done a number on the church, it's done a number on youth ministry, on families. And the landscape of our lives is so different, right? So we are trying to do our best to navigate these different waters and figure out what it is that families really need nowadays. We're just not really sure what that looks like, but I can tell you what it looks like for us is that we will always be here, we will always be present, we will always be available to share the good news of God, and we don't care if it's one kid or 50 that are up here, it's still so important. And this is still an incredibly vibrant youth ministry. It's still an incredibly vibrant community, as you all are aware. There's a, a favorite quote of mine that says, uh, never underestimate the power of a small group of committed individuals to change the world because it's the only thing that ever has. And these kids changed one another's lives over the times in which they were together on mission trip this year and over Daniel's four years of mission trip. And it continues to happen. And I am so grateful for, the, for this community and the ways in which you all continue to support unabashedly with, with your time and with your money this ministry that is so important. And these hands that still go into communities and make sandwiches and sort shoes and do whatever they're supposed to do. So I give God thanks for these amazing young men today that said, yep, we're going on this trip. We're going to be open to God's leading. We're going to be open to creating new, amazing relationships. And at the heart of it, it's because of each and every one of you and all that you have done and continue to do. So I give you thanks today, and I give thanks to God for this amazing group of young men who said yes.